everyone, and welcome to episode 417 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Hey, Seth. Morning. Uh, a lot of spoilers this week. <laughs> Yes, we have so many new cards to talk about. But before we get into that, we got another co-host in Crim. Crim, how are you today? Good morning. Morning, morning. Uh, yeah, pretty excited because this set is looking amazing. So good. So good. This set looks, oh my goodness, this set looks so spectacular. I'm blown away and uh, we're going to spend pretty much the entire cast talking about new cards from Phyrexia All Will Be One. We are right in the middle of spoiler season. Got a few more days to go, but we have a ridiculous amount of stuff to talk about. So that's the plan for today. New Phyrexia stuff, or I guess Phyrexia All Will Be One, not new Phyrexia. And then also maybe get into some fish mail at the end. But before we get into all that, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. If you're tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards, well, Card Conduit lets you skip all the time and the typing and the work. With their curated service, you can send in as many cards as you want, as long as they get a buy list value of a dollar or more, and you pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a little bit of work, you can use their sorted service, where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And no matter which option you choose, you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once the order is processed. And right now, you can even get another 10% off if you head over to cardconduit.com slash Goldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thank you to Card Conduit for supporting the show and let's talk some phyrexia all will be one pretty much the not the whole set but a huge chunk of the set has came out since last week so we have a pretty huge list of cards that we wanted to talk about which means i'm gonna bump it over to richard and richard guide us through some spoilers all right if you want to see all the cards uh in person on your screen uh mdgpreviews.com we put them all up there and uh, we're just going to jump straight into it because we have a ton of cards to talk about. And I think the the one that everyone's talking about is Atraxa Grand Unifier. Three green, white, blue, black. So seven mana value. Seven, seven, legendary creature, Phyrexian Angel at Mythic. Gonna get the magnifying glass here one second, guys. <laughs> Flying Vigilance Death Touch Lifelink, Okay. When Atraxa enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library for each card type. You may put a card of that type from among the revealed card types uh, into your hand. Put the rest of the bottom in your library in a random order. Now, what's got people all riled up here is the, the helper text that says, Artifact, Battle, Creature Enchantment, Instant Land, Planeswalker, and Sorcery are card types. Uh, so battle is a new card type. Tribal is not listed here, although it is here. They just decided to remove it for fun. <laughs> what is battle and what is Atraxa and is Atraxa better? What do you guys think? Oh, my goodness. So uh, first Atraxa, this is an easy one. I kind of hate this card. This is the kind of generic good stuff commander that I really like. I don't know. I just don't like it. It's just like, oh, play cards, and I'm going to draw you a ton of cards. So I think the card itself is kind of boring. The battle thing, though, super intriguing. I love the callback to Tarmogoyf and Planeswalkers being revealed, <laughs> which is this is how we first learned about Planeswalkers 15 years ago was the word Planeswalker showing up in Tarmogoyf's reminder text. So I think that's really cute that they did it that way. As far as what battle is... I don't know. It could be, I mean, it probably involves combat in some way, right? Just based on the name, it seems to be a real card, not like a contraption or an attraction, something that's in a deck outside the game because it's attracts is getting it from your deck or has the ability to. Beyond that, a combat card that goes in your deck, I don't know. Krim, what do you think? Like, what could battle possibly be? Uh, You know, okay, so I kind of thought about this, and I, and I mean, like, I think battle might be something along the lines like either plain chasey or maybe it's something like where it just adds to something on the board where a first player to reach this reward gets well xyz so like like i don't know first player to like 10 power on board it, it, it would it, it would kind of sit there like an enchantment or an artifact but it'd just be a new type i wonder though like so let's say it was that 
would you put that in your deck? Because you're the one that's got to, like, draw it and spend mana on it. Like, if it equally could benefit your opponent, I think that's the challenge for me in figuring this out. Like, it sounds like a cool mechanic if it, like, started in play like Monarch, but I wouldn't put a, a battle in my deck if my opponent can potentially get the reward from it, I don't think. I, I think what it would be, it would be... It since you're going to be taking the turn and like the mana and the card slot to put it in, it'd be something along like if I hit this like goal first, I get this exponentially great reward. If the uh, opponent hits it, it just makes it so that it stems the bleeding and they don't take as much. So imagine like, in, let's just say in this case, I hit it first. You uh, target opponent gets cruel ultimatum. They they hit it first. <laughs> they only get dark intimationed instead. <laughs> okay, or I could, or maybe like if your opponent wins a battle, they just like nothing happens. And if you win the battle, right. then you get some powerful effect. Okay, I can I can see that. What about you, Richard? Could it be? Here's my question. You play Snap a lot. Could it be Snap? You know how the lanes have like here's this thing you can't play cards oh. here. Your abilities are doubled. Like, could there be some sort of plane chase overlay that like space just. Jace uh, Bellerin <laughs> divide into planes, like we're, we're eh? formalizing that. No, eh? I, I think what Krim described was like an enchantment, though, right? Like it has to be something. Like I don't think it'd just be like an emblem or something like that, right? I think it has to. I don't know what it would be. Like maybe something that cheats mana or something. Like something you can cast that's like different than a spell. Because if it's just like an instant or sorcery or an enchantment, like they would just name it that right so if it's a new card type i think it actually has to do something like different mechanically so like i don't know like maybe maybe your battles or mdfcs no <laughs> i feel i feel like the resource system is what needs to be fixed in, in magic so either like it lets you cheat mana or fix your mana or do something like that but it's also hmm. battle so it has to do combat related and the name sounds combat, yeah, just based on the name of it. I don't know. Okay, are we guaranteed to have battle in this set? We are guaranteed not. Well, I don't know if we're guaranteed not to, but it seems like it is not coming in this set. But this yeah. is the big so change this is just coming ambiguous next for set. setting yeah. up for the next set. For March of the Machines, wow. yeah. So we're not even going to get it this to set? Me, I hope it's modern one? playable and in green or black well, so that... <laughs> My Tarmogoyf gets a plus one buff. <laughs> I, Great. I also think this probably explains that weird aftermath set where we're like, what's going on with like five card packs? Why is this set only like 50 cards or something? I would not be surprised if the aftermath set was literally just like battles, like a 50 card set of battles to get a bunch of this new card type into the game. So I think that maybe that that is where they're going with the March of the Machines aftermath. I got to ask you guys. So we don't know what this is. Does right. seeing a new card type entering the game, does that excite you or scare you? Because <laughs> I've kind of bounced back and forth. Like, at first I'm like, whoa, new thing, that's super cool. And then I'm like, oh my god, every time they do a new thing, it tends to be really broken. Look at companions and equipment and vehicles and the long list of, like, trying to balance something brand new is just so hard. So are you more hyped about something new or scared that something will be broken? I'm excited, but I like it's like, you know, this is how we got planeswalkers, which is like now one of my favorite types, or it is my favorite type of thing, uh, in magic, right? I, I really liked planeswalkers. And yeah, like I, I the only thing here is I hope that if it is something busted, they're quick to like correct it however they can. Uh like I, it's cool, you know, we'll have a brand new type of thing on here, but if it just starts ruining the game for like after after three months or whatever, and you know before someone says planeswalkers did not ruin the game, uh, like <laughs> I, I I think that like as long as they're willing to correct it like along the lines like how companion got corrected just a little bit faster, uh, at least for standards life, uh, I I think that would be pretty important. What about you, Richard? We have to see what it is. If yeah. it's like tribal. Like, who cares? Yeah. Right? If it's like Planeswalker, then okay, you have meaningfully changed the game. Uh, and hopefully it's interesting and not just this weird money grab. If it's like, you know, Companions, this is like horrendous, <laughs> right? So it, it's got to... We got to see what it is. I, I hope it's more like Tribal. I hope it's like a throwaway mechanic, like just for this one set or something. And then, yes, it will affect like you know, eternal formats in the future, but, like, they're not going to keep printing battle, like, every set forever, right? Like, this is just a one-time thing. 
Um, and if it's Planeswalker, like, I hope it's actually good. Like, Planeswalkers, I think, change the way the game is played. Uh, so it's not just like this thing that you can be, oh, it could be an enchantment or something, right? And they just decided to make it a new type. Like, it, it actually needs to be its own type. So I hope if it's something like that, it's actually like well thought out and not, you know, just kind of, you could have called it an enchantment, called it a day, but you just decide to call battle to sell more packs, right? Like, so I don't know but what I mean. Um, you have to see what it looks like. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad now to see that this type is here and it didn't come in the Brothers War. Or, or, you know what I mean? Because like, then there are these cards that'd be like, oh, the great bat, like, you know, a great battle of Urza and Mishra. That's... Like, that could be a reference to, like, so, like you know what I mean? Like, something like that. That's true, although, like, so many magic sets have a some sort of battle theme going on that you could probably say that about, like, almost every set. Like, oh, there could have been I mean, a really true. sweet battle in, in whatever set, Zendikar or Ravnica or something. I, 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 I don't know about those sets. Seth's snap thing is correct, though. Like, so in Magic, you always have one battlefield and everything fights. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you had, like, two different locations to fight at? So, like, battles. Isn't this artifact splits. now? <laughs> Essentially. Are, are we like, becoming artifacts? Different lanes. The, uh, 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 <laughs> so that, like, oh, Tarva Glyph is so scary. And let me deploy my threats on the other lane, you know? <laughs> like, like, right, like, right. That'd be actually kind of interesting. I don't know how that would work, right? But, like, I think having multiple battles like can you imagine lord of the rings you have multiple mm-hmm. battlefronts oh like, man like can you, oh, imagine, like can you imagine reading these cards this card gets first strike in battlefield lane one and <laughs> only, can, uh, <laughs> you know you know that the lord of the rings that's part of it like there is a reason this is launching now and you know it's gonna be a big focus of lord of the rings it's gotta be it just makes too much sense i would worry about the complexity i saw someone i've been keeping track of people's like predictions and guesses and there was one reddit one that someone thought it was gonna be kind of like snap or like space Bellerin, where it splits the battlefield into three zones and you gotta win a zone and then the reward was like if you win the zone you like got a shock i think it was like two damage to something and i was like <laughs> there's no way i want to deal with the like ha- the just the complexity of like three zones for such a small reward so i hope if they do do something like that it has like a meaningful uh, impact said <laughs> uh... <laughs> this, this, the more it's, the more we talk about it like this would open so much design space if you if you could split battles because now you can add cards to move between battles you could buff battlefields you could add effects of like basically you could just copy snap and yeah. it's like it's so much you can add to it like it's not just like printing five cards right you can print thousands and thousands of cards with this new mechanic in mind so dude mm, there's no that's do that's i want to replace much. all cards in my <laughs> in all of my existing decks i don't know about this one right <laughs> That that Oof. might that come on now you know that's gonna be a lot of text right like, like oh my god that's How? why it's its own card type because all that text is in the rule book yeah and the card just says battle <laughs> it's like I mean, you know instants have a lot of text except it's all in the rule book right the stack yeah. and everything it's all in the rule book and it just says instant on the card right so like lane uh, lane one would be sorcery spells only can be casted here. <laughs> No, okay. like that's twenty twenty three. You roll a die at the beginning of each upkeep to decide. <laughs> oh, that's that's, <laughs> the true. that's true. That's true. I mean, okay. So I think we also buried the most important question about this. Does battle mean Tarmogoyf is good now, Richard? Was Tarmogoyf's problem that it just could not quite get big enough? Could this extra plus one plus one put it over the top again? Is it back? You jest, but like Tarmogoyf nowadays is like a five or six power threat, right? Like before it was always a solid four, unless someone played tribal. But now with like hammer time and like all this crap, it's like always like a six, seven. Like if it's like an eight or nine power. If it gets bigger than Murktide, okay? If it gets bigger than Murktide, it's still worse because it doesn't fly. But at least you can, like, attack through a Murktide. <laughs> okay, you so would it, need, it you, there are not enough types for this to be swinging through a Murktide. Have you ever seen anyone block with a Murktide either? Like, it's like, usually you just die. Wait, wait, but you don't get stonewalled by the one drop of Death's Shadow, okay? Like, we, we can talk, right? So we just need a little more card type creep and we can get there. Okay, so things are looking up, looking up for the goy. Card type creep. This is this is all to go towards. Uh, what is it? What is this called? The goyf gate. That's what we we'll call it, right? Yeah. 
I, I'm sure there's like one person at Wizards trying to make Goyf like work again. They're like, come on, yeah. you gotta, <laughs> we, we gotta get this to work. Like every set, they try to like ninja in something to buff Tarma Goyf. Like, what if it's a one man a planeswalker that sacrifices itself? <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm curious what y'all think about battle. This has been a huge conversation. Let us know in the comments. What's your guess? Because it seems like this could be a pretty big thing and have a huge impact on the game. And we got a couple months until we get to March of the Machines and actually learn what this is about. So if you got guesses, let us know what you think about battle in the comments. But we better move on because we have so many spoiler cards to talk about. All right. Next up. Sword of Forge and Frontier. Another sword of F and F, just to just to confuse everyone. <laughs> Three generic mana artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and it has pro red and green. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, exile the top two cards of your library. You may play these cards uh, this turn. You may play an additional land this turn. Equip two. This card is so much better than I expected it to be. When I, I thought they'd bring swords back, but after seeing how powered down some of the Modern Horizons ones were, especially for 60 card formats, I was expecting it to be like a sword of body and mind dud type sword. But this sword's actually like good. Like it seems good. It draws you two cards. It ramps you. Definitely seems to be made with Commander in mind. I think there's an argument that this immediately becomes the number one sorting Commander. I think Sword of Hearth and Home is the most played now. I think this is probably better. Like, you get the ramp and you get the card draw. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I think this sword's, like, surprisingly good. Whoa, I think this, whoa, whoa, this, whoa. this sword is, uh, it's... It's solid. I think it's better than a few of the others. Uh, but, like... In this standard, I think the colors uh, actually are pretty good, right? Pro red, pro green. Uh, you get to, like, you know, get through. Uh, pro red yeah. meaning, like, you can kind of, like, you could survive the strangles and all that stuff. And you can get through some of the bigger creatures in green and whatnot. Uh, I, I think the colors are probably better than the abilities in this standard. Uh, but I do think that the abilities aren't the worst thing. Uh, an impulse kind of, like, draws pretty cool. Uh, the extra land, it's like, sure, why not? Green does that. I think, so this has, this is like unplayable in all 60 card formats, right? Is like it? You would, is it? Would you, you, would you ever like play this as just a value sword? Like, okay. Cast picture, it for three mana, equip it for two? Even in standard, like, you don't need uh, the extra land drop. It doesn't help you. Imagine that this says, when it hits your opponent, growth spiral. Would that be a good sword? Because I think that's actually what this is. It's like a it's like no, a gross spiral. It costs or a five mana to the wild. Like, get online, right? <laughs> I mean, I think there is a legit question. My question is: Are swords playable anymore? Period in sixty card formats or in twenty twenty three? Is three to a cast, two to equip? Is that just no matter what the text is? Is that just not playable anymore? Is it too slow? But I think that I like the abilities on it. Like I think drawing and ramping. Drawing and ramping, those are the two best things in Magic, essentially. But, but it, 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 so if you want to play and smack someone, it's five mana, right? So yeah. for five the mana, first time, you can, the first time you can draw cards like to your heart's desire, like much more efficiently. And then usually in sixty card formats, once you have five mana, you don't need more. So playing the additional land doesn't help. So I don't think you play this like normally. Would you Stoneforge okay. this in? Eh, I don't know about that either, right? Like, so probably not. Well, does, if Stoneforge does Stone was in standard, ever play I would. any real swords anymore? Like, what, what do we even play? Very rarely, I, I, I see fire and ice. Fire and ice. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why you would play this in sixty card formats, and usually for the color protection. But red and green is typically not the color you need protection for from like the more powerful formats. So. But Swords have always been playable, though, right? Like, OG yeah, until Modern swords Horizons are 2 came out. <laughs> For, new Phyraxia swords are playable. I was thinking more standard. Like, I don't think I'd play this in Modern. But in standard, I don't know, in an equipment deck. Did, I, do I we think, ever play swords in standard? Is it, like, War I mean, they were super. They were War super was good. Yeah. And Feast uh, and Famine. Feast and Famine got played. Although, Feast and Famine, because that's broken. Yes. Although we also and then it was had... Like, like Stoneforge in that standard, which probably right, definitely right. went a long way towards <laughs> making that happen. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is true. Like, again, would we just play swords? And when you ask that question, 
I don't know. That might be kind of too slow. Unless there's some kind yeah. of artifact deck, right? Like, swords kind of just don't do anything in standard. And, I mean, I, like, I guess in commander that's fine. But, like, in standard, I don't think they do enough. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think you play this... a Planeswalker that does just as much. You could play Invoke Despair, which, like, basically draws all your cards right now. Like... Like, I, I don't you know. You need like, to hit, like, several times for the sword to generate value, right? And usually you can't get that done. Like, honestly, if you put Sword of Fire and Ice, which I think most people agree is just the best constructed sword into standard, it would have the same issue. Like, I would still be like, yeah. well, it's a lot to cast and a lot to equip in 2023, so is this even worth it? So what about Commander, though? Is it a, is this is the best Commander sort of hot take, or is that just, oh, like, a hot take? I think Feast oh, that, of Famine that... is actually the strongest sword. Okay. Like, doubling your mana, I think, trumps everything. Okay. And then I guess afterwards you have body and mind. <laughs> Get out of here, Chris. Hearth and home, probably. I'm not pushing it. Fire and ice. So fire and ice, hearth and home, and forge and frontier. Right. Body and mind. Be your your contenders for the next one. So you think it's tier two, like second tier? Number number one is it's, it's, feast it's and and this is in the next group in your in your take. Yeah. Fire I mean, and ice is. But this so ramps this ramps, and draws, right? Ramps so this ramps, draws, so this makes the two it best strong. things in Commander: ramp and draw. But I don't ramp, know if I. There's actual ramp and blink. This is like, maybe you ramp, right? <laughs> and then look at two. That's true. So you I could think it's win. close. Hmm. I think this is definitely after Hearth and Home. And I mean, well, you can also play the extra land from your hand, too. Like, in the perfect yeah. world, you, like, hit a land in a spell, you play the land, you cast the spell, you get all the value. But you can make the extra land drop from your hand if you need to. What do you think, Graham, behind Hearth and Home? Yeah, like, I, I would rank this behind Hearth and Home. I, I don't know. I mean, ahead. I like it. I think it's, ah, it draws cards and makes mana. <laughs> it's exactly what Commander wants. <laughs> it's cool. Like, like, I think it's good. It's better than, obviously, like, War and Peace. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not better than so, uh, Fire and Ice. Be definitely like, not better like than Fire Feast and, and Famine. Yeah, I like Fire and Ice way more. Um, Actually, I mean, yeah. the the color protection is another thing you have to factor into this, right? Like, the, the, fire, the fire and Ice protection of blue and red is really nice as opposed mm -hmm. to green and red. I mean, I think I like that green is maybe the best color for attacking through blockers. There's a lot of green creatures in commanders, so that part's relevant. But as far as, like, preventing removal, green is not the most helpful color. Like, yeah, you're stopping maybe Beast Within, um, and, like, that that's yeah. about it, right? So, and then they can always Beast Within the sword if they, if they really <laughs> right, want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, the, the creature has pro that color, but your sword doesn't, so... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that if you think about it, break it down, Fire and Ice is better. Feast and Famine's better. I'm not joking. I do like Body and Mind uh, more. Uh, and Grim's opinion no longer matters. Podcast to me. over. Okay. The, the black and red one is. No, Horrible. yeah, the black and red one's better. I, I think the black Wait, and red what? one's better. Grim is yeah. the bottom. You just put everything better than wow. this. Wow. Hold on. I. I, I it's better than Light and Shadow. No. Yeah, it's better than no. Light and Shadow. No. 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 Light and Shadow's one. Oh, my goodness. Well, it Krim, might actually be remember, the worst Krim, Krim doesn't really play creatures or equipment decks. So. <laughs> what? I literally have a Voltron deck. <laughs> I was trying to give you a pass for your horrible sword opinions, but. <laughs> Yo, you leave that alone. All right, my Voltron deck does actually play these swords. I mean, Black Red Sword blows up artifacts. That's actually That's... very relevant in Commander, right? Like, that is extremely relevant. But this will draw you Planeswalkers. your artifact yes. destruction <laughs> and maybe. give you the lands to cast it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of maybes here, right? Like, sure, if I That's have true. another land, right? If I have another land or I hit yeah. that, then then okay. Well, Maybe that's it. Krim never has extra land, so maybe the sword is just bad yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he should really like the sword because it's another way to... Do real ramping in Grixis colors. That's true. Right? Like you, I mean, like non-green or white-based ramp is very hard to find. So, like Sword of the Animus, uh, Sword of Hearth at Home, and Sword of Forge and Frontier should be basically in every Grixis deck that has like a creature to equip with, right? And of course, you can equip because you're also running Burnish Heart and Solemn as your yep. other like <laughs> Grixis ramp uh, options. So regardless of how you rank the swords, I think just every Grixis deck 
or Grixis colored decks will play this sword. Um, in addition and, to whatever other swords they think are better, but this this and, card will be very hotly sought after just for that yeah. reason, like ramping in in non uh, white and green colors. And it doesn't get got by opposition agent, which is something we've seen recently with like Hearth and Home or Sword of the Animus. <laughs> like that that has actually been a drawback in some of our Commander Clash games. So. All right. Okay. Uh, next up. Okay, hold on. I, one more no. thing. It's better than the worst it's, swords. <laughs> it's better than Sword of Truth and Justice. What does Truth and Justice even do? Proliferate and yeah, and and bl- uh, it's it's uh, proliferate, and then you get a one one or sorry other ca- order. You get a one one counter, and then you proliferate. Oh yeah, yeah that, that card is that so one's bad. pretty bad. Okay, yeah, so bad. And then, and then obviously <laughs> War and Peace. Okay. So it's not the worst would... sword. Wow, <laughs> you're ranking a lot lower than I do. <laughs> I, I, I think this I, I'm with sweet. that. This, this is like in the second tier. So this is either the second, third, or fourth best sword. I think Feast and Famine is the best, like without question. I mean, I think Feast and Famine is yeah easily the best one, right? Like by by a landslide. And then it's like you know what? what, 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 what you don't believe? Like why what? ramp a land when you can just I, double your mana? <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But but you need lands for the mana doubling to actually matter. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's close. It's definitely for me in the top tier. We can argue about which one is actually number one, but I think it's very good in Commander. All right. Uh, next up, Tyrannus Rex. Four green, green, green. <laughs> seven mana value. Phyrexian Dinosaur. Eight, eight. This spell can't be countered. Trample, yeah, yeah. Ward four, haste, toxic four. So, Krim, how do, how do you feel about this card? <laughs> so, hear me out. A lot of people have asked me about this card and how I feel about this card. I'm going to put it on the record here. I think Carnage Tyrant might have been worse. Ooh, really? Uh, Wait, th- this w- worse as in better? <laughs> as, in, as in better. Yes, as in well, yeah, better. Worse in for the you. Meta, better yeah. in the meta that it was in. Right, because in the meta that this is going to come into, Ward Four, I am now going to never leave my house with any less than four Void Rends. Yeah. Can't be countered. Control decks don't exist, anyways. So yeah. I like, 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 why do I care if it can't be countered? This card is truly good, as Toxic will allow it to be good. It is. It's a haste body, and it's got Toxic Four. This is either going to be the coolest thing or the worst thing in your your deck, right? Because it's going to be, like, what, seven mana? So it's seven mana, and it could either be the closing touches that you need. But then I, I ask myself, why wouldn't I just use something else that is toxic and cheaper? So I I don't know. Like, this this seems like it'd be really cool. It's, a, it's like a Phyrexian dinosaur. Uh, but and, and it'll probably win some games here and there in a good amount of games. But, like... Control doesn't exist. Not like the control that we know or the one that I love. Um, and and it, so like there's going to be a lot of edicts running around. One that it, like like some really busted removal spells. That this is not as powerful as Carnage Tyrant was in its meta. I mean, it is kind of true that I guess full on crim control doesn't really exist. But my stuff gets make disappeared and disdainful stroked pretty regularly. Like every deck is playing those sure. cards, or many decks are playing those cards. So even though you might not be fighting like Teferi control in specific or whatever, I think being uncounterable and still offers a lot of value. And honestly, I always but- look at the most played cards in the format. I'm pretty sure you're the only person who plays Void Rend. I never see that show up in anyone's <laughs> list, but every every time we talk, you... But maybe people will start playing it to answer this, but discounting Void Rend, Ward 4 is a big number. Like, you gotta spend 6 to go for the throat it. You gotta spend 8 to Wandering Emperor it. That's... It's probably getting in a hit, and then making your opponent skip their next turn, unless they have Void Rend. But, but like, now let's factor in the removal that is here. And, like, yeah, Make Disappear, it, it does exist, right? Like, I'm not saying counter spells don't get played. Stroke happens as well. Usually the Grixis mid-range decks, right? Mm-hmm. But Make Disappear is probably going to be trying to stop all your early stuff, right? So, yeah. like, yeah. I, I, if they've still got counter magic at the end of the game here, like, it, your your poisonous deck is probably probably struggling, right? <laughs> like, like the, the, the poisonous deck... Okay, let me ask you this. Would you play this outside of a poisonous deck? I was actually going to say that I think Toxic is kind of a trap on this card. And it's actually just like a good card 
Even okay. if you don't toxic. All right, all right. I got. I got this. trample I, I, haste ward. Like that's that's I'm a talking lot of about damage. Car because I don't understand why everyone's so hype about it. It's like I, I I'm on the crim vote here. Can't be countered is not a real clause on this because we don't play Drago control. Like okay. who's playing their seven drops for real and running into make disappear? It's not very common, right? You're cheating them into play. Uh, you're you're doing other stuff. So like seven mana, eight damage. Like, just assume it can't be removed, right? It's just coming in and smacking you. Like, is that worth seven mana? I don't think so, right? I think you need that toxic four to be relevant. Like, I, decks will just take the eight damage and kill you. Like, they, they don't need to remove it, right? They'll, they'll just hit you back, right? They can play bigger things at seven mana. So I think this is like a fringe counter for when Krim revives Drago control. <laughs> then everyone's like, oh, yes, but Tyranus Rex will stop Krim, hmm. right? But I don't think you play this in current standard. And when you just play Titan of Industry, like, is I mean, Titan of Industry is way, way better. better. <laughs> way better. It's good. Like, like Titan of Industry. That, you I guess really that is need a that question. toxic synergy, right? <laughs> but then this is like a seven drop to finish off the toxic. And most of the toxic, so toxic, if you haven't read the other cards, uh, it's basically, they have a bunch of cards that say if your opponent has, like, three or four more toxic counters, it does something. So, like, you're not even trying to kill people with Infect, right? You're just trying to get some value toxic, right? And that's, like, a seven drop trying to get value toxic <laughs> as well, right? So, I mean, I, the fact that Nyssa in Titan of Industry exists is fair. Like, there are some yeah. very powerful green seven drops. So, maybe those just push this out of the format, but... This is gonna come in like this is gonna come in like in like how like people used to bring in Gaia's Revenge against like control or something like that. If, <laughs> yeah. Like it's like like oh okay yeah. cool you you got me with Gaia's Revenge but but like that card is like terrible everywhere else right like like we, <laughs> uh, and on top of that I I I'm serious here I think the removal is good enough this standard format to where like Carnage Tyrant in its time was like I needed a sweep or I had an Eldest Reborn and you just didn't have anything else on board, right? So this card, though, it is very likely that th this format is more well-equipped to deal with something like a Carnage Tyrant-esque uh, effect, right? Between Shieldred's whatever partying edict, which has me wanting to go on a different rant, but, uh, like, yeah, like, that that card, and and legitimately, if Esper Midrange is still popular, uh, or, or Esper Control, Voidrend is the truth, there's lots of removal that does legitimately interact with this card way easier. I mean, yeah, Hexproof is not, uh, Ward 4 is not Hexproof, that is true, there are, there are ways around it. Although I think like making it sound like it's easy to deal with is like a little too far for me. Like it's not easy, but you just take your eight burger twice <laughs> while you kill them with like your Rafine in the air, right? Like, well, I mean, I imagine that you're you also playing invoke. some deck that deals damage earlier in the game. I don't think you just like do nothing and then try to get him with just this. But if you're playing some sort of like Uvenwald Oddity and like these good efficient like smash you green threats, I can imagine like, like just coming out and being like just using it as a hasty yeah come like, in just smack like, for smack you for the last eight and yeah hopefully that's the last of your life but how do you hmm. yeah i guess we'll see i mean titan I, industry I, scares I, me because that card is really good so maybe the, the titan industry is just better i feel like you need to reanimate up. this thing and would you really waste your reanimation efforts on a, a tyrannous rex right you i would, would just feel pretty bad if i else. reanimated this <laughs> like i would rather reanimate titan of industry given given the choice unless i was actually yeah. a toxic deck if my goal is to poison you out then maybe it'd be different but all right, uh, speaking of other uh, green drops that Krim likes at seven mana, Nissa Ascended oh. Animus. Three green, green, Phyrexian, green, Phyrexian, green. Uh, so seven mana value, uh, two of which are Phyrexian, completed. Seven starting loyalty, plus one, create an XX Phyrexian horror creature, uh, where X is Nissa Ascended Animus loyalty. Minus one, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Minus seven until end of turn. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one for each force you control and gain trample. This card is cracked. This card is absolutely cracked. This is, of course, Nissa's gonna bother me again. Like, are like, are you serious? I thought I had a good standard life when whatever the Golgari. Can you just keep making that one? Like, just reprint the Golgari Nissa, but completed. Like this one is busted. I think this card is so good. I think the plus one obviously is nice. The minus one, sure. There's a, It's actually kind of 
pretty darn relevant when there's wedding announcements, bank busters, so many, and like you know, sagas running around Fable, left and right. Yeah. Fable, yeah, like, and then just you know, it, it's great. You land, you landed on five, still a very solid five drop planeswalker. You landed on seven, you're probably alting, and you're definitely going to like. You, I, I I don't know. This card can come down and immediately overrun, and that is really good. I think this card is absurdly good. I so mean, I play for really five. This is a three loyalty. You poop out a four-four mm-hmm. token. Wait, yep, hold right? on. If you play it for five, completed can be paid. Uh, is it so, yes. so for, so for each completed, yeah. you get two loyalty lower. So you go. Right. You start at minus four. So it starts at three loyalty. Right. You plus one. It's four loyalty. You poop out a four-four horror. Yeah. And then if you play it for seven, you're pooping out an eight. You know, power toughness creature. And then sure. uh, you can also overrun immediately at seven. But if you play at five, you need a plus like for a million years before you can overrun. I mean, but you're just literally pooping out these yeah. Phyrexian horrors that are just very good. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of but But if for five. some reason they have like a flyer, right, that they kill Nyssa or they just use like maybe an edict or something and remove Nyssa, all of your horrors are dead, right? Because Nyssa has no loyalty anymore. I does it okay? So is that is that true so, or no? Or oh. does it stick? I thought is, is it's it the time you plussed it? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was at the time you plussed it. Because yeah, my not, assumption is they stick too. That's how that's how so they I stick? read it. So I yeah. think the tokens stick. Although I'm not a I'm not a judge. Okay, so then if is, you actually play Nissa, then you would have like a, a like a four four a five five a six six a seven seven or something like that, right? They don't all mm-hmm. become the maximum. Okay. Because I mean, if, if, if the plus one worked the way that you just described it, this card is really bad. Yeah, that would, that would make <laughs> like, it really like, bad. That'd be really bad. I, I think bad. it would be stars or something. I think it would be star star or something if it was like right. changing. I think this. Yeah. I think you're right that it would it would just stick. Okay. I mean, this makes the biggest tokens with a plus out of any Planeswalker. Like, even if you're starting at five, which I think is it's by far its weakest mode. Five mana, three loyalty, kind of meh. But like plusing to make four fours or eight eights is ridiculous and then the ultimate just ends the game right away it doesn't seem that hard for this to just come down and just overrun and close out the game immediately plus like crim said even in standard there's a lot of value with that negative one to me this planeswalker seems really strong it is seven mana like i know the completed aspect comes into it but it is an expensive planeswalker I don't think I'd want to play it. Five to me is desperation mode. Like, you played it five it? because you're like, oh, no, it, I just why? have to do it's something. It's five mana. You poop out a 4-4. Four, four. That's not Yeah, bad. you just start, you, like, five mana Nissa before World Waker made a 4-4, four, four, right? And then now you just go turn after that and it becomes a 5-5, five, five, right? So, <sighs> But three loyalty is not much for a five mana Planeswalker. But you it have seems... a huge chump blocker, right? Like, it, like yeah. Even if, it may not even be a chump blocker. It may just be a brick wall, right? Or you have a chump blocker, the next turn you're doing a 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, yeah, you're just okay. getting value over. Well, but you have that flexibility, know, right? Good. If this doesn't impact yeah. the board, then you hold it for seven mana because. But I don't think you would do that, right? If you were ahead, you would play this on five. If you were behind, I don't think you have time to wait for seven mana to, to play this. But I mean, I think we're also if you're behind, you also have to take into consideration that four life is a lot. Like if you're already behind, can you afford to like take? Four, that's 20% of your life total. I think I think one thing I've noticed with completed planeswalkers is we kind of treat I kind of treat the Frexian mana symbols like they're literally free. Just like, oh, I get to play this for like less loyalty. That's awesome. But the life does matter, especially when there's two of them in there. That's that's a big chunk. Nonsense, Seth. I don't know what you're talking about, Seth. I never, I never, <laughs> like, this is a five drop and you start at 16 life. Okay, that's how magic works. <laughs> is is this a commander staple? Like, do you play this in essentially every green deck for the ability to, I mean, all of its modes are good. Big creatures, blowing up artifacts and enchantments, very relevant. And then the option to just crater hoof essentially and win the game if you have seven it's, mana and gas this. It, I think it is really good, right? I mean, just for those exact reasons. It makes it poops out big bodies. It blows up enchantments and artifacts, which is all over Commander. And it's not hard to get to seven mana in Commander to just immediately overrun. So I, I think that... And, and one of its strong suits can also be its weak point in that it is not a creature, which could be also a weak point, right? But it is nice to know that you have an overrun attached to something that isn't a creature. So... I mean, wait, wait, Maybe. it's not overrun. You need forest. Or you need forest, <laughs> right. Right? So you, you actually need to play like a forest-based deck. And then it's 
seven mana overrun, which is not it the is greatest. seven mana. It's, it's more like more crater hoof. Like yeah. just play crater hoof yeah. and call it a day. So I don't know that it's auto include like you guys are saying. Like it, it's it'll be strong in certain decks. But I like, don't think it's auto include, but I think it's good. Making a four four or seven seven like a single one in commander is not good enough, right? It is a planeswalker. Yeah, yeah. You got the same like, issue that it'll die, but that the uh, the last mode gets around that. Like I think that's why I think of it as a good commander planeswalker. Just you can play it like a sorcerer. You can play it like here's my seven mana, win the game. You know, crater hoof effect. But just play crater hoof. <laughs> yeah, but but redundancy. Crater Hope's eight, right? It's called Green and... Sun Zenith. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I mean, in Green Dags, you're yeah. able to tutor up creatures more easily. Although there's also Yav Maya. So I think the forest thing doesn't intimidate me too much in a Green Dag. I yeah. think you can Well, I mean, we have Triumphs now. So or even five color decks can be and... pure forest if you really yeah. want, right? Uh, all right. Uh, so that was, that was big and splashy. Uh, next card Phyrexian Vindicator. White, 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 white. <laughs> So four white mana, uh, five five Phyrexian horror flying. If damage would be dealt to Phyrexian vindicator, prevent that damage. When damage is prevented this way, Phyrexian vindicator deals that much damage to any target. Is this the, the black obliterator? The, the white mean, obliterator. It really oh, is sorry, the white. The white it literally is. Yeah, the white obliterator. And I yeah, it, it, hilariously, I no, think no, like, no, no, no. I think it's essentially the same as far as how it plays out. Like, it still dies to all the removal. If it sits out on the battlefield, it is you can't deal with it with combat, really. It's going to wreck red decks. Poor red aggro decks are just absolutely up a creek in this uh, Frexia standard. <laughs> it really is kind of... It, the abilities are very different, but as far as what it's going to do, I think it's very, very similar. Which makes me skeptical that it's going to be good standard. If you get a to go off, you win. Yeah, right? like, like I, I don't if, think this even is... if like three damage is dealt to obliterator, you win. This thing is like I lightning bolt your face, like <laughs> you know, but, it's like yeah. it's not the same for the amount of effort you're putting in, and it has evasion for some reason. Like the ability is so bad. Like normally, obliterator has pseudo evasion. Like no one's gonna block it because they're gonna die. Yeah, but this one actually needs evasion. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> people not might actually so block bad. it and just take the damage. <laughs> I, there I is smell. one thing to it though. It is that it is in a deck that a color that isn't like black where they have an embarrassment of riches maybe That's maybe true. white outside of the wandering emperor like like you know for a mono white or whatever mid-range deck this this is like okay there right i mean i think it's flash if this had flash and Ooh. they like Tyrannus Rex you or whatever, and you flash, ah. right? <laughs> then you can trade one for one. No, you can't. It has board. Never mind. This is, this is I mean, useless. It's probably a, a synergy card. And I just don't know if we have the synergies in standard. In other formats, you like Blasphemous Act, Star of Extinction, you know, any stuffy dial Boros Reckoner synergy is going to work with this, which is sweet. There's tons of like janky combos that you can pull off with that. I don't think we have that in standard, though. And four white mana symbols is a cost. Like, we have seen people casting Invoke Justice, so we know it's possible that you can do it. We've seen, you know, people casting Invoke Despair as well in black decks. So I don't think it's a deal breaker, but I actually think this card's, like, medium and standard. It, it looks very flashy, but I'm not sure it's actually, like, a good standard card. It's more Wait, what, like... What did you rate Obliterator for standard? I think, I think about the medium? same. Yeah, like... I don't know if it's actually that good. Is it better than Shieldred? It still dies to hard removal. Really good in some matchups. What if I, I just I, play this as a four mana five five flyer? I mean, it's got good. Stuff. It's got I, good stats. Well, you, <laughs> see, like, just you see, Richard, that does exist, and I think there is something that has casually kind of slipped under the radar. But I think it's a cool card, and it's at the four slot in black. But it's that demon, the the new Abyssal Persecutor. Oh, the one. <laughs> I think Dude, that think... What's it called? Wait, what's the fourth? Uh, Archine, Archine of the Dross. Of oh, wait, yeah. what's the downside of it? You lose what the game once all the oil game. counters are... Let's be honest. It'll never live that long, but you can you throw that <laughs> in. Like, like, it, the point is, though, you can connect with this just once, then then you're doing pretty good, right? It's it's right, a then, big then body. My format of 5-5 flyer is, <laughs> is unplayable. Wait, yeah, you... okay. Do you this, think people this... actually play Archfiend? Is that a playable card? So, like, so Archfiend is a four mana 6-6. Six, six. It comes in uh, flying. It comes in with four oil counters. Beginning of upkeep, remove an oil counter. If you have no oil counters, you lose the game. Whenever a creature and opponent dies, its controller loses two life. 
It's demonic so packed get... five and six, and on top yeah, of that, okay. <laughs> it's legitimately a beater. This I think would be a... so good with Meatball Massacre in the format. Oh, oh my god! So yeah, much you just draining. play this, and you hit him like once or twice, and then you Meatball, and like the game is over. But uh, <laughs> like that's not a thing. Even even let's say without that, I I think this is a serious body, right? And yeah. you know you could play this like if you wanted to, you could try to be cute and play in like a Solkanar deck. And then just like blink it so that you you never run out of count or whatever. Like, uh, th- there's this card. I think seems like a solid beater. I don't know. Is is a four mana six six flyer just not enough anymore? Like like I, yeah. I guess not. Yeah, it gets no, it, gets it, gets in, in a, it, it's fine, it gets boy branded. It gets boy branded. Sure, right? but but in a in a in this color where things die, like your opponent's also gonna lose two more life on top of that. I I will say I'm excited to build it with a. Fateful handoff, the like standard harmless offering thing. I think like that oh, yeah. in Soul Canar, you can actually build like a, a janky deck around. I don't know if it's playable just as a good card though. Is it? Would you run I, this? I like, always play four mana six six flyers, like all of them, like uh, <laughs> Desecration Demon. Oh, like, yeah, all. Of, I, I think these are highly playable, and I think if you can't finish the game in four turns with this then thing, you deserve then to you, lose. You're dying anyway, <laughs> and you can always just Doomblade it yourself. Like, you can always remove it yourself, right? So, it's not even, like, the end of the world. Um, hmm. Yeah. It I don't know. Do, I think... What do, do we have right away. to play above this? Like, are there better four drops? Like, I, I, I play this Obliterator any day. <laughs> I mean, well, you Shieldred, got Shieldred. Sure, but, like, Shieldred... Shieldred, this is more aggro than Shieldred. Like I, I, that's what I'm saying. It, like you know, it it seems like it isn't, and is it's it? as simple as just getting removed. It? But it's it's a six power body. It's right? a six like, power flyer, right? Yeah, yeah but Shieldred drains for two a turn too. But this will cause your opponent to lose even more life if creatures die. Like so, yeah, maybe yeah. let's say let's say I draw one card, okay. I take two, right, and then four from Shieldred. I play this, I take six, and then like. Even just like a simple board wipe, like a perilous, uh, like path of peril, might just end my day if I'm like a deck playing, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like that, that, that is kind of wild, right? Like there's no way this card isn't sweet. Look at that. that I, I think that we're undervaluing that last line of text. The, I, I the, think that, yeah, I think there's actually because there's a lot of dirtily small creatures in standard that just randomly die, so. <laughs> You lose a lot of life. So I actually kind of like this card. I like it over the Obliterators, the white yeah, and yeah, the black yeah. one. Hmm. Maybe I, I'm not you sold. just actually just play a full suite of Shieldreds and ignore this. But, <laughs> but I, I think there's potential somewhere. Is Shieldred good enough to where, like, cause, like that's the one thing, right? Shieldred is powerful. No one's here to question that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Card's decent. Pretty solid. However, how many how many copies are you playing of Shieldred? Like, are you playing a full four? Like, yeah, I, probably. I, I, I three think or four, I, probably. I think two to three, right? Like two to three. So that means you still have some other things. I mean, I, is this better than Soren? Is the question, right? Like, these are the cards that I'd probably be looking at because I know I there's the, some different amount of roles, though, right? I think like in a Rafine deck, would you play this? I think like I yeah. think you oh, want to yeah. be aggressive versus oh yeah. In, in like the slower controlling decks, you'd take Soren and you know, uh, children every time. But if you want to be more aggressive, do you take this? And I, I think, think this and with Rafine and then you like snap off a void rend or two, like they're dead in like two attacks, right? Like, so. Hmm. Yeah. Like I mean, Esper mid-range. <sighs> Mardu mid-range. Like these are, these are all decks that I think could benefit from having this big body that could just close out the game. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, I'm still not fully sold. It is big. I'll give you that. It is a lot of flying power. <laughs> All right. Next up, minor misstep. A single blue instant at uncommon. Counter target spell with mana value one or less. So you can so, I mean, counter zero mana spells, but you can't counter like, like, like the pitch spells. Like it's mana value. So mental misstep. Basically, a callback to Mental Misstep, which we know that was busted. That was banned across formats. Like, that was the same card, essentially, except it only hit one mana value, and you could cast it yeah. for Phyrexian mana. Is this card good? So in Standard, it's not good. No one's going to play this in Standard. I'm more wow, curious wow, wow, about... Wow, 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 you can counter a Delver, all right? <laughs> yeah, you, can counter, okay. you can counter me and, like, Tomer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Who are, we're still forcing Delver. Give me a minute, all right? 
how good is this in modern? That's my, or also legacy, I guess. But how good do you think this card is in those formats? I've seen so many wide ranging opinions from like absolute trash to like main deck and it's going to be great. So it gets one drops, which there are many. Ragavans are going to channelers, Path to Exile, Lightning Bolt, Thoughtseize. So many one drops. Also gets the free spells, Living End, um, Rhinos, crash, uh, Crashing Footfalls. Gets any of those that have no mana value. Is that enough it, to make it playable? It bodies like a, like almost like every creature. Hammer. In hammer, hammer time. time. Right? Yeah, like, hammer, like, hammer deck is wrecked. No, this is not good against Hammer. What? Really? Dude, you can counter You can hammer, hold up one mana spear? and hope to like counter something. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it gets Sigarda's aid, hammer, and yeah, it, it, many creatures. But, it, but it remember, you, you need to have the mana open and you need to put this in your deck and a spell pierce does the same job. So what you're really thinking oh, is like, no, 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 no. Spell no, pierce, no. flusterstorm, yep. right? Like the, these are your counter equivalents or just play like removal. Like if you're trying to, ment- you know, minor misstep a Raghavan, like you're probably doing it wrong, right? You can just like lightning bolt it or something, right? So I think this is more like, do you play flusterstorm or minor misstep? Or do you play spell pierce or minor misstep? Because but remember, this- if they don't play a one drop, you just held up one mana for nothing, right? <laughs> like, like you gotta like unlike mental misstep where you just play it for free anytime you feel like it. You need to have the mana open, and you need to have the exact time that they're dropping their one drop, right? So, but their whole, I but every think... creature they play is pretty much a one drop, except for like pure steel paladin and stoneforge. I feel like. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like this is a sideboard card. Oh, I think one hundred percent. The play draw thing is like something that concerns me, because like if you're on the play, it's great because you can counter your opponent's one drop. But if you're on the draw, like you're already facing <laughs> down the Ragavan or whatever. And the big upside compared to something like Spell Pierce is being able to hit a creature, right? Like because like you said, Spell Pierce in a lot of contexts does the same thing. I guess it's also better in the late game where your opponent could pay for the spell pierce and resolve their rhinos or whatever is a thing that could actually happen. Uh, but I think the fact that it hits the the free spells is the selling point for me. Like one card that is good enough against like Ragavans and hammers and so forth. Also good against rhinos and the cascade decks and does a lot of what spell pierce does against uh, most of the popular spells, bolts and unholy heats and so thought seizes that that seems pretty decent. So Spell Pierce hits, like, two drops and three drops in Portal. Like, yes, Spell Pierce can be paid for, right? But it actually hits other uh, An expressive iteration, a Blood Moon, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So who would play this? Like, Murktide? Yeah, like, the same decks that would play... So right now, if you look at the most played cards in Modern, Spell Pierce is in 40% of decks, and Flusterstorm is in 32. They're both in the top 10 of most played cards. So I assume it would be the same decks. Like, that's really the question. Is this... A better option than Spell Pierce and Flusterstorm for your finite sideboard slots. That's that's the competition. I think, yeah, like that's that's the problem, right? Like the the matchups, these all serve a different purpose, right? Like I don't think this like I, I don't know. I mean, Flusterstorm doesn't hit creatures. This does. And it also doesn't hit planeswalkers or enchantments. It's only incident sorcery. So it, it right. is very but narrow. But like you play Flusterstorm to hose cascade. Like you're not playing it like some generic counter spell or something right like you don't typically care about these other card types you're just here yeah. to make sure you don't die to cascade or whatever right like yep and this also does that for one mana like make sure yeah. he doesn't die to cascade spell pierce is probably the most flexible of the bunch I I you just spell pierce no i feel spell pierce is still king of them all <laughs> it might it might still be i mean it's like I, too narrow right like yes you could theoretically hit ragavan but like no one is really playing this to hit the ragavan right you're really using it to not die to creativity or to living end or something like that right like yeah and, and, hmm. so and you can you can pierce hmm, i don't know i feel you should play spell pierce <laughs> And, like, would you play this because everyone else is playing? Like, I don't think you get the mental misstep war where, like, you have to play this to misstep their misstep. Oh, no, no, you, no, no. You get no, into no. To this problem either. No, so, and not having Phyrexian mana kind of eliminates a lot of that, I too. feel like, this... Okay, what if this said, like, if the mana spent to spend the spell, uh, to cast a spell was one or less? Would that then have it would too go, broken? It would have went way up in value because then you get the Vogue Elementals. Then you yes. get Force of Will. Um, force of negation. 
I don't know if it'd be too I, broken, but it would be. I like then I think. There. I think they could have went, went I mean, there to raid in. To raid in, you're like, haha, I just feared you. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, here, here's my answer. So, considering the power level, I think it would be, it would be fine. And then yeah. it might be a main deck card. I could see playing that as a main deck card, spell snare style or something. Play a couple in the main deck. Although, like, even if you're not trying to counter Ragavan. The upside of randomly countering it is nice. Like, if you're bringing it in for other reasons and you randomly snipe one, it's nice that it could happen. But it's like living in. But you could also just on. answer it. Right? Like, if right? you're bringing like, this in for living in, like, what are you, what are you exactly sniping no, here? Right? Yeah, like, I guess plays living end? end. Who plays yeah, living end? Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, living end. Living end still gets you. It's like creativity. <laughs> Does creativity play Ragamon? I don't even know anymore. But, like, uh, usually the decks you're bringing this stuff in, like, counter their bolt. <laughs> You yeah, don't have yeah. the thing you need to be sniping, right? You're just sniping the thing you want to snipe. Yeah, no, that's true. Hmm. That'll be interesting. I this think has it's in to the be mix. something. It's in the mix. This this is something that needs to just snipe something off the stack, right? Like it, it like so. Let let's you, you scrap creatures because there's tons of ways to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I don't. I'm excited to see how it shakes out. Uh, Jace. Jace has been completed. Everyone. Jace, the perfected mind. Tuna blue, Phyrexian blue, uh, five starting loyalty, plus one until your next turn. Up to one target creature gets minus three, minus zero, minus two. Target player mills three cards. Then if a graveyard has 20 or more cards in it, you draw three cards. Otherwise, you draw a card. Minus X. Target player mills three times X cards. <laughs> How does this okay. finale so we bad. all expected oh for Jason? Yo. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Okay, is he dead? Have we, like, is this this it for Jace? Dude, first off, just because you get an oil change doesn't mean you're dead. I, I, I think that's that's what's going on here. Just all the super friends, the gate watch, they're all getting an oil change. And I'm telling you, this is how we get our favorite motor oil secret layer drop. Boom, right here. Every every booster box comes with a free oil change, right here. On top of that, I think this card is pretty bad. But but okay, it's, there it's, but God, do I love it! <laughs> it's so bad. How does this card not have the passive? Like I think this card, in order for it to have been better, it should have had Bruvox ability as a passive. It's Jace. It's your Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's your Pikachu. Deuce it, like dude. He can't just get an oil change and get continue to get worse. My man's been on a slide ever <laughs> since he lost his shirt as a castaway. Whatever, like literally, Jace I mean, lost his shirt maybe. and he just declined as he's every version of him has declined. And maybe it's I, a I good thing know. he's completed. Yeah, that's, dude, it's not good. To be I honest mean, with you, I I think I think like okay, they could have literally reprinted jace the mind sculptor in standard that's my hot take i think jace the mind sculptor is a-okay in the standard yeah i don't think it's, it's even good yeah like it, it, oh i mean it, it would be good but like it, like there's I, how, no does this, how does this so oh, bad you do have how, so is how, is, how is this, this so bad is this jace even good in a mill deck it's obviously not good yes. in a generic deck like in a generic deck this card doesn't do anything because all it cares about is milling is it strong enough if you're playing a mill deck is it strong enough to put in your deck? Sixty card or hundred card? Sixty card, yes. Yeah, I would, card. I would, I would play this in historic for sure. Um, okay. We have, we have the 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 the, the boba the what's the Burvac sphere? Mesmeric orb. Oh, uh, mesmeric yeah. orb. Right. We don't, like Bro- Bruvac at this point now has proven to be just a win more and not enough, right? Because like it, it sits there, it dies. You know, like everybody's been waiting to kill something because you don't play creatures anyways. So, uh, like yeah, like this this thing actually I think does get played in that mill deck. Modern mill? Nah. I I don't I don't I don't know about it's... that one. Maybe as like a one of out of the sideboard for funsies to be cute, but like I don't know about there. And then standard does does mill exist in standard? So it also, like, also could be self-mill. So in standard, we don't really have the pieces to build a mill your opponent out, but we do have, like, stuff that wants our graveyard full, and it can just target ourselves. So maybe that's the possibility. I don't think it can make it a modern. What's like, of that? Like growing your goy for Urborg Lure goy for something like that. <laughs> wow, we're really building around the Lure goyfs. All yeah, right, we're, all right, it's all a right. goyf cast. <laughs> so we're just like trying to spike a, a goyf price, right? Is that what we're trying I mean, to do? <laughs> it's, it is four mana mil 15. 
that's not a horrible rate. Or three mana mill, what, nine? It's not. I mean, wait, what are we talking about? It, the minus X, right? Because it's target X, yeah. minus X. Oh, oh you're off, gonna minus X it. Let's yeah, talk just about what it for the minus X is irrelevant. So, so we haven't read out what it actually does. It's two blue and Phyrexian blue. No, no, Until we you're already. <laughs> it yeah. was just so bad that no. you forgot about it. We were oh, laughing. Wow. I we just ignored it. It's like, like wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just way, crying over what we gave as Jace as his like parting. I, I was magic. I was waiting for me to be hit with. But what else does it do? <laughs> like the, the minus two is where it's at, right? Like you you have oh. to ancestral recall off of it. Otherwise, this card is like utter doo doo, right? And even that, I it's mean, a minus two. That could have been a minus one at least. Like, like yeah. you use it every turn. Like, it seems okay, like minus one is so ridiculous safe. if you if you already have it, right? Well, let's just say yeah. you play this on three, right? Because again, I don't know what Seth's talking about. I've never seen a four. <laughs> this is four. Look, Phyrexian symbol. I that means okay, cool. I'm taking two always. <laughs> like, okay, okay. So you so, play it for three. So you play it for three. It comes down with three loyalty, right? Yeah, yep. and minus two it. Or you can so you minus two, you get that. That's nine. okay. You can minus two to smell six, which is pretty great, right? Then you, God, that minus two is, is it? very well, minus, problematic. Yeah, minus it's two, you only mill mills. three, right? No, no, no. You can minus two loyalty counters. You minus target player mills three yeah, yeah. times X cards. Oh, oh, the ultimate. Yeah, That's yeah, uh, yeah. Though, right? I can like, come down spend, and I can. You don't no, spend the, three mana to mill six cards in constructed formats, right? That could be okay in the weirdest matchups, maybe. Like, okay, so in a, believe it or not, I do actually run into a lot of control decks on the ladder. Okay, and, so when you guys have no finishers oh, and you're playing that hundred out, that hundred like turn sweater, the you negative use this minus two to build someone yeah. out. Yeah, we, we are drowning here. Yard. I mean, I, I'm I'm not even joking. Like, I think this card <laughs> might be somewhere in the sideboard if control takes off i don't know look think about how many good three mana planeswalkers there are okay let's just think of it that way first uh how what what three mana planeswalkers do we have in stand we have lily right she's the bar right and, and yeah. that's that's where we're we're looking at then we have obviously we to say jace is better than lily out of the I, no, no 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 jace jace is comfortably worse than than liliana like like uh but although you get to put jace down and Yo, planeswalkers that can alt immediately. Narset part of the veils. This thing take a wandering emperor. Like these, these, this card could be randomly good. Maybe I, I'm, I'm, I'm copiuming myself Remember, here. Remember, okay, this, this card is pretty bad. It's pretty bad, and I, I don't know why it's so bad. I just want him to be good. Okay, so, he's got a bunch of Ethernet cables attached to him. That's got to be cool, right? Somehow, Jace's uh, disprove the old logic that three mana planeswalkers are always better than they look. Like we've gotten like three or four three mana Jaces in a row that have all just been horrible. Jace's like proved that just being three mana is not enough to to make a planeswalker good. And this Someone is another one. Jace. Jace is reverse Chandra. Like every Jace it really that comes is. out like so bad. Like, reverse power creep. Yeah. Could they not? <laughs> Just make a playable Jace? Like, do are people that traumatized from the Mind Sculptor? Like, why? How, how, if you you're going to make a Mill Jace, which is already questionable, right? Because you can only <laughs> play him in Mill decks. Like, why make him a good, like, like make it the yeah. best card in your Mill deck, right? Like, instead nah. of being, like, the, the oh, last slot that you it. added yeah. for pity. Right? <laughs> what, if, what if, okay, but hear me out, though. Like, seriously, though, is would that be too busted if he had the passive of Bruvok? Yes, because then it would be yes, pay four it'd be mil just three mana move hawk, right? Yeah, yeah it'd be pay not? four mil thirty or pay three mil eighteen. Then it would be the yeah. best mill spell ever printed. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's the so, perfected uh, mind. <laughs> it's not it's, it's not <laughs> oh, the, the, yeah. the half completed mind. You need to go back to the drive board and perfect like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is this is not the this doesn't read the perfected mind. This is just definitely <laughs> the rough drafted mind. Like yeah. like this is this is not good. <laughs> Okay, but we uh, think so. Days. We think he's not dead, right? They kill too many, too many planeswalkers, right? They're gonna just magically find Easy. some serum that uncompletes everyone. Is that what we're? What did we? <laughs> what did we just do last last set? Time travel. <laughs> I'm not no. even joking. Are we like, here? I, <laughs> we got to time travel to undo the timeline. Isn't yeah, that like uh, the most sharp junkie, uh, shark jumping storyline? Isn't that so unsatisfying? It's like, huh, you're all in a dream. It never really happened. Hey. Like, I, I mean, come on. Wazi. Which one's worse? They were always dead or, or time traveling. <laughs> Either way, both are going to be unsatisfying. But at this point, 
I just I don't I don't think these characters are dead, right? I mean, you can leave Nissa dead, but like like the thing is like the the for the most part these there's no way, right? That they just they they gave their Mickey Mouse an oil change, and and I will say that it is cute though because like Vraska and Jace, you know, they both got an oil change. However, I I I don't think they stay that way. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, maybe Luca stays dead too, <laughs> or stays completed. They're not dead. They're just completed. Uh, but I yeah, don't know. I think it's possible they're they're completed, but Jace makes it seem unlikely. Would they actually give up on the face of the game? Jace for the last decade has been. I mean, they, they the should if he just magic. keeps being he keeps being that bad. Like they they should just let him go. <laughs> I mean, just maybe that me. was maybe that was maybe their plan. Fair, they had maybe Teferi's the face of the game. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Bring back Jace. I mean, Teferi's okay. continually <laughs> been like super powerful, and they keep printing Teferi. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, kind of like Maybe that. they like printed that. like five bad Jaces in a row so they would be able to kill him off without people getting so upset because they there's so many bad versions now. Cuz I like thought they, they I thought they were doing this. Dude, he's gotten so bad and he's gotten even more fringe each time. Like he's like <laughs> what he does, it's like this should honestly like how how is this the completed mind or the perfected mind? Like this is like oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we're out of time. So uh, there's actually a lot more cards. There's actually one card we didn't so talk many. about, which uh, gives all your planeswalkers the ability to proliferate. Check out Eager oh. Moon Gauntlet on card is previews. And uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week. Uh, no fish meal this week. We'll, we'll get back to fish meal next week. So thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. Seth, I'll throw it over to you. <laughs> and. I believe that brings us to the end of episode 417 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. So, Richard and Crib, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting this show. And we'll be back next week to talk more Phyrexia All Will Be One and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So, until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is the crew signing out. <laughs>